If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Dr. Tara, and this is Hopeful Hints, a podcast where you'll receive quick, hopeful hints on all things women's health and infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace and empowerment as you walk through the next steps in your healthcare journey. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara. And this is our last episode highlighting Kristen's healthcare journey, where we have our new series that started, where every month you're going to hear from a new patient at the beginning of the month that has worked with myself and has been through an extensive journey of their own through women's health and possibly infertility. Not all of these are going to be infertility patients. So you're really going to want to share these episodes with others. Today's episode, we are looking at empowering teen girls when it comes to navigating hormones and their health care. And if you remember from Kristen's episode that we heard at the beginning of the month, she really struggled with a lot of things as a teenager. And I see this a lot in my practice. When I'm doing histories on my patients, I'm always going back to tell me about this symptom when you were a teenager. And then I move through a timeline when you were in college, current, and we move through it that way to see how it started. When did it really start? What does it look like? How did it change? And so I really want to shift the focus to teenagers because I feel like it goes missed all the time. They're overlooked. I also see a lot of band-aids happen. And what I mean by that is when teenagers, when teen girls do actually go in and seek help, they are met with a band-aid called birth control. And so many of my women come to me and I see them in their 20s, but specifically 30s and beyond, and they're frustrated. They didn't want to be on birth control, but that was the only thing that was offered to them. And they really wanted to have a symptom controlled. And so they move forward with it. So I really want to, again, empower you today that your healthcare is always navigated by you. And if something doesn't feel right, ask for other option, ask for more testing, or find a new healthcare provider to add to your team. You can have more than one provider taking care of you. This can shift. This can look different as you move through different stages of your life. So let's begin. We know as a female, adolescence is a really transformative period, is a really transformational time. And it's filled with hormonal changes for teenage girls. It just gets brushed off as being a being a teenager or being a teenage girl. And unfortunately, many young girls face challenges in accessing proper care and receiving treatment options. So today we're going to look at the importance of having your hormones checked and treated while emphasizing the need to consider some alternatives to just using birth control for any symptom that you present with. So I really want to empower young girls to advocate for their health and explore diverse treatments and 
a team approach to your healthcare really early on so we can ensure that you receive the care that you need, but most importantly, that feels right for you. So hormone imbalance can have a really significant impact on physical and emotional well-being of teenage girls. This includes mental health. If you remember in the previous episode that we did this month, we talked about how hormones impact our mental health. I will say it again, hormonal imbalance impacts mental health. And we need to work at balancing those hormones, not just slapping medications on it and never looking at what is going on. Other symptoms that we see are irregular periods, intense mood swings, acne, weight fluctuations, where you have this out of nowhere weight gain, or maybe it was slowly, but nonetheless, your weight is fluctuating. Maybe it's even down. Maybe you can't gain weight. You're doing all these things and you're not gaining weight. These are some common symptoms that can be caused by hormonal issues. And while many girls are dismissed and told it's normal, it most certainly is not. It might be common, but it's not normal. And it's really essential for young girls to have their hormone levels checked by a healthcare professional who specializes in this. And if they're told it's normal, but they continue to experience symptoms, we need to seek out another opinion from a different provider. This allows for accurate diagnosis early on and to help determine and catch some of these diseases that take 10 years or more to get diagnosed. This includes things like PCOS, endometriosis. We can catch these things in our teen years and really shift how we move forward as young women. While birth control is commonly prescribed to help manage hormonal imbalances and alleviate symptoms, we've got to recognize that they are not the only option. Every young girl's healthcare journey is unique, and that treatment should be tailored to their needs. So let's take a look at some alternative treatments that can be explored. The first one being lifestyle changes. So we know that certain lifestyle changes, such as following a nutrition plan that's low inflammatory, is key. Regular exercise. And what that means is simply walking. Even just getting 10, 20 minutes of walking in is really important to our health. The best time to do this is after large meals. I usually tell my patients within one hour of eating if you can just even get a 10-minute walk-in and really having a balanced diet. We have to work at managing stress because that stress, big old cuss word I just said, please forgive me, but the stress S word equals cortisol. And then that causes a whole cascade of problems to happen. Getting sleep. Oh, I see this so often in my practice where young girls are not getting sufficient sleep. And this significantly impacts our hormones negatively. So we really have to be putting proper sleep hygiene in, putting those phones, devices down before bed, listening perhaps to some calming meditation, music, dark room, cool room, sound machine, really putting some of these things into play so that we can work at balancing our hormones better by getting proper sleep. When I talk about nutritional support, there's various things that we can do, but if we have to, we might have to bring in a nutritionist into your plan of care as well to help implement a plan that's specific for you. Everyone needs a different tailored nutritional support program because how I eat and how my lifestyle is is probably very different than the next person. So we also want to know which levels are imbalanced. Do you have some sensitivity to foods going on? How can we eliminate those? Do we need some supplements? 
I believe every patient should have an individualized supplement plan, but some common ones needed are vitamin D, magnesium, selenium, B-complex, omega-3, and chasberry. Unfortunately, many providers are not familiar with supplements, so often they tell patients to just avoid them or they make statements like they won't help anyway, and that's just simply not true. We just need to find the right provider for you who understands how to incorporate medications and supplements for you. We need to engage in open conversations with healthcare providers. It is essential for young girls to openly communicate with their healthcare provider about their treatment preference and concerns. And sometimes this might mean having a guardian, a parent, a support person with you. When we actively participate in discussions, it allows for young girls to better explore their different options and make informed decisions about their health care. Remember, healthcare providers are here to support and guide you in finding the most suitable treatment approach. We should not be dictating or demanding or scaring you into something that does not feel right. We need to advocate for comprehensive healthcare for teenage girls, meaning we need to acknowledge the, di the diverse range of treatment options that are available. It's crucial to raise awareness within the healthcare field and amongst professionals, educators, that the importance of exploring alternative cures other than just birth control is necessary to getting to the root cause of the hormonal issue at hand. And when we are more open to these holistic approaches, we can ensure that every young girl receives personalized care that aligns with her needs and preferences. Again, I just want to say I want today's episode to really move forward with empowering teen girls to navigate their hormonal health early on. And this means advocating for your health. You are in control. You are the captain of the ship, like I tell my patients. And this means getting some testing being comfortable with treatment options and other things you can do, whether it's in addition to birth control or you don't want birth control. Do not feel like you have to have that as your only option to manage your symptoms. By encouraging open conversations and exploring other treatments, I think together we can do better in the healthcare community to help you and navigate you through this. And we can ensure that young girls receive personalized care that they deserve. So if you're listening today, share this with a young girl in your life. If you have a young teen, make sure she feels heard and she's in the hands of a healthcare provider that she's comfortable with, that she can share what she's feeling with, and that can really make her feel heard and address any concerns or questions to help ensure she's leading a happier, healthier life. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.